I also saw the LinkedIn post that was about like the guy. Um, he's like, my dad was driving for Uber Eats. And, oh, I just saw that this morning. Yeah. Yeah. What was it like? Uh, his his deliver his, the fee that he would earn from this last job was going to be like four dollars, and his phone plan, his data plan, just ran out. It was going to cost him twenty dollars. Yeah. Um, to add on the remaining data to like you know complete the order, and uh, he went ahead and paid the twenty dollars to get the extra plan and explained it to uh, the the poster that well son Uber's been really good to this family. Um, they deserve my $15, <laughs> which I don't even understand. <laughs> yeah, it, d- it doesn't make sense. Yeah. And almost certainly didn't happen. That's yeah, crazy yeah. to say, though. <laughs> Probably didn't happen. Yeah. is good, I guess. Yeah. Nice. It'd be yeah. a lot better if all, most LinkedIn posts never happened, which like, Probably half and half, but I just mean the ones that I kind of see sometimes, and I think like, yeah. oh, that sucks for the other people who had to work with the person making this post. And but yeah, those are probably also fake uh, too, which I guess is is good. Yeah. And the real problem is that we need to focus on these people who are so sad that they're lying on LinkedIn, <laughs> lying on <laughs> lying on the lying on the part of LinkedIn that doesn't really give you <laughs> get you a job, or they're I, I don't know how to say that. Yeah. Right. Implication like, being, I'm doing, sure there are people that lie about the their profile part of LinkedIn, but you you don't have to post any of stuff. That part's fine. The posting, yeah, the posting on LinkedIn is a kind of derangement that I do not understand at all. Yeah, it's it's hard to like categorize now. Uh, well, actually, it probably is easy to categorize. I I just don't have a good memory for it. I'm sure I could come up with a different post types like the 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 best type uh but just because it's like the most benign type is just like posting about uh getting a new job uh which i will not be doing uh but yeah you know so that's that's fine it's just i will not be getting a new job it's just it's just boring it's just a boring type of posting but i guess it is pretty benign though i can see why someone would say yeah i mean i'm sure yeah i think there are people that have like crazy ones that spin it into crazy things but it's it's usually something other than just the new job thing at that so i guess congrats to the the boring the boring posters on linkedin who do the the new job stuff glad for the new job you probably didn't need to post about it but uh then i feel like i mean it's probably just evolved over time but i feel like the vast majority of the rest of the stuff is is mostly just like entrepreneur mindset with a lot of right s- the kind of like the engagement farming linkedin specific kind of posts is, is what i kind of had in mind which is yeah. yeah it's like it's usually either well it all kind of intersects with like uh their personal philosophy on things and uh and writing everything so that it has this like uh like this dumb philosophical reveal at the end you know (laughs) like let me tell you something unexpected that's how most of them actually should start yeah let me let me tell you a little story (laughs) that you would not have expected and then and they all have a lot of things but yeah like pattern of of writing where it's like so many line breaks throughout it that that just sort of uh kind of like it i think it's just some sort of like rhetorical way of like trying to add impact to each bit of it but like why are you writing like every sentence as a new paragraph this is uh yeah. so self-important about what is this about <laughs> yeah. waking up early or something it's 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 like i don't know what ob- if this is a useful observation but it's it comes to mind because of some of the movies i was watching yesterday uh, uh just in general whatever like it's kind of it seems like it's kind of strange that like now this isn't just a linkedin thing but people like to tell those like uh people like to come up with like linkedin style parables but instead of like in the biblical way or like i don't know like an ancient uh you know cultural story tradition type thing of like it revolving around like some rube and then a wise man or you know something like that something on that gradient everybody just 
pretends that they're the wise man now, you know? And that's probably <laughs> that's that's probably what people did in the past when they made up stories and, well, and then whatnot. You can say, and then so- and Socrates said when it was really Plato saying it. But well, yeah. <laughs> but I just mean I just mean you you could be like in the past. I'm sure people thought like they're thinking to themselves and they think up some like little uh, little uh, moral or whatever that they want to teach to the people around them, and then they go out onto the the town square and they're like. Hey guys, I got a story from the wise man. You know the uh, the very ambiguous. Uh, I passed uh, a wi- wise an, o- an old man on the road into town. And, uh, yeah, he had something to share. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, but and it's like there's no real connection. You know, I guess the point to me, the the sentiment of it being in contrast to what I'm going to say, there's no like a kind of connection between the storyteller. There's no like nepotism or anything between the storyteller and the the wise man right it doesn't make the storyteller seem it does make the storyteller seem wiser because then people think oh nice that was a great story and that person has that wisdom but that doesn't get clouded by them being like uh oh yeah also i thought of all this stuff when yeah. i was telling you the story <laughs> uh but now now people often just say it about themselves they're like i was thinking to myself and this is what i came up with and maybe it's wrong of me maybe there's some like fallacy to it or whatever but like i think like well if you thought this up it's kind of stupid you know whoever you are (laughs) i want to hear about what the wise man said if you're a wise man you better not be telling your own story so tell me about some other wise man or whatever a wise man never Uh, tells his own stories (laughs) yeah Uh, or or people try to be tricky and this is like a linkedin mindset thing too or people just try to be tricky now it but I think they like internalize understanding that it's wrong. It's like narratively wrong or like rhetorically wrong for them to say that they thought of this stuff, but they're, they're dumb. They don't know. They, I guess they don't know the wise man turn of phrase or they can't come up with a better like uh, arc to their story. So they just say, they just replace me with my friend, you know? Oh, I was talking to my, <laughs> yeah. my friend who just happens to be working at, uh, the the company or in the industry that is the center of this very like obscure uh, top news story today and they told me this thing that you can probably guess exactly matches what my uh, my gut reaction on this would be as well but doesn't, my friend doesn't give is, it any extra uh, clout there or any credibility it's still yeah. just still just as uninteresting as if you said it um yeah my friend who has a who has three phds in uh ukrainian russian relationships during the 21st century uh told me this thing (laughs) and i thought that's why and they i feel like they often end it too with like and i gotta say they're right me being the (laughs) arbiter (laughs) me still being the arbiter of what is uh what is wise and what is not in this story and i gotta say i agree with me FM. Yeah. Uh, we do have to go to war with Russia today. Yeah. yeah. Well, Are they yeah, doing they're doing LinkedIn warmongering? That's cool. I really don't know. Well, no, I've just using that I as a topical a yeah. topical example, a fun topical example that everyone knows about, <laughs> including including me. And I could say a lot more on the topic other than just that people are talking about uh Ukraine. I could tell you yeah. what the rest of the story is, but I'll uh well I think we all know it, so I don't need to I think we all know it, and who's to who's to say whether war is good or bad, you know? Who's? Um, it's I'm not smart enough to know whether or not war is good or bad. So this is new. From weighing, yeah, I won't say that I didn't know that it was about war, uh, because that may it might it's not true, might may or may not be true, uh, but I'll say that's an interesting topic that I've definitely thought about myself. Whether this whole Mm -hmm. Ukraine thing could end in end in war or is currently a war <laughs> you know what i would I say, we'll say about this yeah i'll say it's none of my business oh nice this is this is a phrase <laughs> that um it seems to press a lot of zoe's buttons <laughs> that i've discovered uh, okay over the last week by saying that's none of my business um and uh I I I knew I, I knew I needed to take it to 
to podcast court. So it gave me permission to take it to podcast Ooh. court. And then um, it, I know that sometimes we run across these kinds of uh, these, these moments where we want to, we, 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 we bring our personal lives onto the podcast and broadcast them out. But I wanted to be sure that I was, uh, you know, representing each side uh, as faithfully as I could, because we know we have the one-sided. I come on here; she doesn't have a microphone on here, so I'll. I'll yeah. I, I took notes, um, and I and I've I've, I've cleared them with her. This is exactly how she uh, thinks yeah. about it. Um, so I think the topic came up about like I think an an, an early version of this this week was about like uh, you know like women wearing makeup. Um, <laughs> oh, okay, and uh. I I said that it's none of, it's none of my business whether or not women wear makeup, and this and this and this infuriated Zoe. She was stomping around, and uh, and and she and she, well, this she t- isn't a ton said- of context so far. It's it's just a it was just a passing conversation, or it uh, it was a maybe she was putting on some makeup, or you were putting on some makeup. Or was I it just a no, passing neither, conversation? Not, none of us were ma- wearing makeup. You're just thinking about um, it. I think okay. it came up about like, um, uh, why did it come up? So the topic of like show choir came up, I think, and uh, uh, like where, like who, like they were putting like makeup on kids in show choir, um, and uh, like only the girls got makeup or something, and not the not the boys. Uh, uh, and we started talking more about, about, I guess, I don't know, like the, what that means, what that might mean, the implications of that. Um, you also see this stuff that I, I think that this is all part of the topic too, that like, uh, you see posts online on Twitter and stuff about like, you know, women will say like, oh, men just realizing now that women wear makeup for, for women, not for them. Um, I have those, those, those posts in mind. And so I say, it's none of my business whether or not women wear makeup. And Zoe wants me to be making it my business. Mm. No, she, uh, no, she, does, she, she, the, the, I think the actual argument is about um, whether or not it's rude to say that's none of my business. Oh, okay. Yeah. Interesting. I think. Because it, it sounded be okay. like, oh, okay. Yeah, sorry. On that particular topic. Yeah, you're, you're, you're definitely, no offense. I would, I would have probably, I might have done the same, same thing, uh, if the wise man hadn't told me otherwise ahead of time. Uh, but <laughs> you, you, yeah, you kind of sound like you're walking into like some, uh, I don't know, like mid two thousands or I don't know early two thousand tens, like suburban white dad thing of like, like oh crap, like I get, I, I thought you were supposed to say, I don't see race. <laughs> <laughs> now I guess you're not supposed like I was just saying what mm-hmm. I thought I was supposed to say. I didn't really put a lot of thought into this one. I whatever. Okay. What are you what are you supposed to say instead of the it's none of my business on the makeup thing now? So you got tipped off by the wise man ahead of time? Well, he he I'm might the- have tipped me off, yeah. The way you're <laughs> I don't know. No, I don't know. Actually, you're, I don't know what the what are you you're what's le- the, learning uh, from the fool's folly? What's the uh What's the uh, dummy's guide to answering that question uh, to your spouse uh, response now supposed to be? Because you got to, if you get caught on that, I think honestly, I'm at the, I'm at the, 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 the point in my adulthood uh, where if I, I'm like, oh, it's none of my business, and then Shelly chastises me. I'm like, okay, let me come clean here. Let me come clean. I was just looking. Just looking for the right answer. Didn't put a lot of thought into this one. Just wanted to get out of the conversation. I really don't have many thoughts on this, unless that's also another wrong answer that's going to get me chastised. <laughs> How about you just tell me the right answer to this one, and I will say it back. <laughs> well, I gotta say, I feel I got, I almost feel like the I feel like I've been you know explicitly told you you know the, the message is out there. It's none of your business what yeah. I'm wearing. What. It, what's going on and so well that's why i said the. that's why i said it's like the uh you're, you're like a early 2010s you know mm-hmm. dad or somebody <laughs> who who like never thinks about it 
but you're just like, oh, I thought you guys told me I'm I'm just supp- I thought it's just a turn of phrase. I thought you're supposed to say I don't see race or something like that, you know? <laughs> like, I, I, I'm not saying that. <laughs> no, I, just uh, whatever. Point yeah. being, I'm sure some people. No, I just the point being, I think like probably a while, uh, you know, ten plus years ago, people probably just thought like, oh, that's the kind of woke thing you're supposed to say, and you just didn't really right. put any thought into it, and you're just like, yeah. And then now people are like. Mm-hmm. That's the worst possible answer. And you're like, I was just repeating what I thought you wanted me to say. (laughs) I really wasn't putting any (laughs) thought into it. I thought Uh you're supposed to say that I don't care about the makeup. So, yeah, if that's supposed to carry down. I'm not saying that. I'm not saying I don't care. I'm saying it's none of my business. None. Okay, Um, that's fair. Yeah. And so I think that's I think that's part of the problem is that 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 it's heard. Um, I think part of the problem is that. (laughs) <laughs> not what i'm doing it's that everybody else is hearing me wrong they hear different things yeah no uh uh she says she she suggests that um that's none of my concern is is uh is more polite than saying that's none of my oh business. oh interesting none of my concern can you say that doesn't concern me that yes. seems a little harsher that seems more harsh than that's none of my business right i think that's none of my business is is perfectly it's like i'm, I'm it's a little back. bit a little bit a uh, more cutesy than concern is a little bit of another this level is none of, of my a word concern. this sounds so dismissive yeah this is none yeah. of that's none of my concern uh or yeah uh that doesn't concern me that sounds even more aggressive or like uh I don't know what else. I had another one in mind that was even more aggressive than that. But concern is a little too, uh, too, too many, too costly a word. However you say that, Ooh. it's not a, it's not a five dollar word, but it's a, it costs a little bit more than a business. Yeah, yeah. It invokes a certain. There's a weight to concern that, you know, the kind of idiomatic, uh, none of my business doesn't. Yeah, I like think. Pagliacci yeah. can say he can honk his thing and say that's none of my business, and then that's like a. <laughs> <laughs> that's like a laugh line or something. But if he was doing that and he's like, that doesn't concern me, people would be like, what the heck is going on here? <laughs> <laughs> I, I hope you like the, the, the voice of the circus attendees there. What the heck? What the heck? <laughs> Everybody dema- rushing up to the ticket tent demanding their, their, their five penny back. What the um, heck was that? <laughs> to the, to that the clown saying guy. the word concern. <clears throat> That's I'll use the word concern here. That's concerning that he used the word concern. That is my it's concern. It's not my business what words he uses. Oh, here's what you say. I'm not concerned about that. If, Joe, if uh, uh, Zoe asked you that question and you said, I'm not concerned about that, that seems even more I, aggressive. Yeah. I, I, Exactly. I think that, that that would imply that there's like um I mean that's that, that's that's entering the discourse. When you when you yeah. I'm trying you, you you want you want to remain outside of it. You you want to like explicitly it's not so okay, my argument about like saying that's none of my business because the uh, if if I said that is my business, like having something be your business doesn't necessarily mean that you're in charge of it, but it means that you are at some point trying to like you're doing you're pushing some of the buttons you're like you're you're trying to operate some part of it yeah um and uh i think this is this is a console that i will avoid uh that like it's I, it's not for me to touch these buttons um yeah. and if you say what, what was the thing you just said like that is that's not something that, that concerns g- me that um, uh that's not my concern that's that's not my concern yeah that is, I think, pressing a button um, one way or the that's other. Like, where that's if, like saying, I don't if, care, basically, too. I don't like, care. Yeah, and it's it's like uh, women wearing makeup. Uh, that's, I'm not concerned about that. Or like, shoot, I, forget, I keep forgetting. What, what's the, what's the yeah. phrase? Um, I can't remember. But whatever, whatever you said. Yeah. No, no, no. Like, that's, that, that's not my concern. Um, uh yeah that's not my concern that's like when you're in like that's like when you're in like a three-way you know situation and like you've caused problem that caused another person problem and that person's trying to solve two of their own problems and then they solve yours first and then they're like 
but wait, you got to help me out with this. And you're like, that's not my concern. <laughs> Ending know? the call. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. But I think that, that that would be like sort of saying that like, uh, that's, om- that's kind of like putting your finger on the scale towards, um, you know, it's kind of saying, I don't, I, I do have an opinion on this and it's that women should not wear makeup or something, you know? Yeah. Uh, or it's, it's, it's a little too like, it's 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 more involved than not it not being your business. Yeah. What do you know? The dudes s- are right on this one. Yeah. yeah. I'd <laughs> say though I'd say the wise man the wise man would just uh you take that phrase and you just run it through Google Translate a couple times until it comes back as something completely either abstract or probably more offensive, you know? Uh but at least that way you'll have confused the uh that you're con You'll have confused your conversation, your conversation <laughs> partner. You know, they say, "What do you think about uh, women wearing makeup?" And you say, "Okay, which bathrooms to, do you think people should be using?" I, and you and you first say, and you think to yourself, "Oh, I want to say that's not my business." So you run that through uh, English to English uh, Google Translate, and they come back with a synonymous sentence, which is like, "That's not my concern," uh, or sorry, that uh, yeah, that's not my concern. And then you're like, oh, okay, let's run it a couple more times. And it's like, that translates to like, uh, that doesn't concern me. Uh, and then you run that through again, and it's like, comes back as like, F off. <laughs> so you just, you just respond with that. And it'll probably make them upset, but for a different, less problematic reason, possibly. Or I guess they won't think you're unintentionally being rude. She won't have to remind you that that's a rude thing. Maybe maybe that's the frame on it, because you're like, I know that that was a rude thing to say, but there's no am, you know ambiguity around it. Yeah, I can't get the Google, I can't get the Google Translate um, train going. Uh, oh, okay. It just seems to just keep reflecting back the same sentence to me. Well, you're trying to do Eng- you can't literally do English to English. You got to pick another language first. No, I no 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 no. I did I did flavor. English to Portuguese, and then and then I flipped that, and then I did that Portuguese phrase into Serbian, and then I flipped it again and did that Serbian phrase back into English and it's still just Ooh. spitting out that's none of my business. Oh, interesting. You need to add in another language. Yeah. Okay, let's do English to I, Serbian. I, I, I just do Chinese usually. Because right. you get rid of you get rid of some of like the exact uh uh what do you call them? The little words. We all know what I'm talking about. The conjunctions. Okay. The the prepositions. I'm still getting that's none of my business. Okay, let's let's see this. Let's yeah, I'm probably doing this wrong. Okay. That's none uh that's none of my business. And let's go to Chinese. And now let's do another page and flip it. Oh, okay. That didn't work. Well let's just <laughs> let's just really? add some well how about you just you just add, type in some other words when you Ooh, okay. I did, I did I did <laughs> I did get something. Okay, I did English to Chinese. That's none of my business. And then I did Chinese to Persian, and then Persian back to English, and I get back. This does not concern me. Ooh, okay. Now you got now you got the train going. And now I do English back to, um, let's pick um, Kazakh, and then back to it doesn't matter to me. That's a good one. And then Javanese, not a problem for me. Scottish Gaelic, yeah, not a problem for me. Anyway. Uh, oh, I, I, I got, I got hit pause for like 15 minutes. Is it? <laughs> I did, I did English. Okay. That's none of my business to Chinese and then to Japanese and then back to English. <laughs> and I just got, it's not, <laughs> it's not, <laughs> there, there you go. Excellent. It's, the wise man not. paused, consulted his telephone for 20 <laughs> to 25 minutes and replied, it's not, <laughs> it's the crowd dispersed <laughs> yeah. wiser for the interaction. And then he, yeah, floats away. I watched uh, Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon again yesterday. Oh, uh, nice. Which is a, a, a favorite. You've, uh, you've seen it or not? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Big yeah. fan. Love, love the, the, I mean, I like this in other like wuxia films, but like I love the wire work in it. Uh, it's the coolest shit of all time. I think it would be, you know, people talk about like superpowers or whatever. Uh, now that I'm thinking about it, that would probably be like mine, 
which I guess is just kind of flying in a certain extent. No, but it's but coo- it's, it's cooler not. Than it's flying. cooler because you're you're like usually walking, and it's not. I don't know how to say this. It, it's both like not as elegant as walking or as flying, but also at the same time far more elegant than flying. Yeah, it's less. It's it's words, it's yeah. more delicate. Um, even if you have less control, maybe that's what's going on. Like it's, uh. I don't know. Flying seems so like brutal in comparison. Like yeah. you're, like if you're supermaning around, nah. You wanna, you wanna be able to to gently jump off a leaf. You you kind of uh, wanna be like yeah yeah walk up the bam you know the bamboo forest thing is definitely the best one of the best parts. I gotta say my favorite part in that movie. I like all the wire work at the beginning with like uh everybody running around on like the rooftops and whatnot in yeah. the in the dark. That's cool. I like I like it when they're like kind of running through the air. Like I think another way is like mm-hmm. with uh when you're flying, you like you're like I don't know how to say it. you're like clearly on this plane of physics. Our world's plane of of physics, if that makes sense. Like like you can see the the energy is kind of uh equal. Uh, so to speak, in terms of like sure. what you're what you're giving out and what you're getting, where like if you're doing like you, you know like you're in some like wuxia film with like uh, doing like wire work or whatever, you can be like kind of sprinting through air, but it doesn't or or doing something, but it doesn't like like your output does not equate to the amount of like movement you get in any yeah, like it's uh, way more dreamlike. reliable. Yes, yeah. Yeah, which is very cool. That's what I want to be. I want to be able to do the, you know, especially like somebody's coming straight at you or they shoot something at you or they hit you. And then you very like elegantly kind of fly backwards or sort of jump backwards, but like jump like 200 feet backwards or whatever. Mm -hmm. I like that. I like the idea of like kind of walking up a wall or like just running very mostly just running very elegantly running and jumping very elegantly and either taking a bunch of steps to not go very far or taking like very few steps to just be like leaping across you know a field or whatever like that yeah very yeah cool. um i remember when I, th- I think i think uh we watched it like on dvd like when it ca- around when it came out like we rented it mm-hmm. um as kids and or like when i was a kid and yeah Atticus and I were very into into that like that looked super cool yeah um, yeah I don't think we like really followed the rest of the movie but had so I had to follow up with that later but uh yeah that's a that's a good one that's cool yeah I gotta say too on other topic I mean obviously very good movie uh I think it it, it won the I think it's an academy award winner isn't it it's like the uh the one of those best picture winners right which is uh, one of those? Is it? Is it? Maybe not. Maybe not. Because I was thinking to myself, like, oh yeah, that one before. But then oh, I for realized, best like, international film, yeah, it won best international. Okay, yeah. For some reason, I thought it was like the uh, whatever the overall one. Because then I was thinking to myself yesterday when I was thinking about this, I thought, didn't they make a big deal about Parasite being like the first uh, like foreign language film to yeah. to win it? Yeah, that's what. Then, why? I, what I was thinking. Why yeah, else? this is obviously as well. But okay. Interesting. Well, what did win in two thousand? Oh, I, I, is it that Crash movie? Oh, American Beauty. Oh, okay. Have you seen a? Have you seen Crash? No, I know everybody. They like to say it's bad, right? Yeah. Yeah. I. I, There's a part of me that's been somewhat tempted to uh, to to watch it because people make such a big deal about it, but I don't know. I don't think I really should care that much about a movie that people says say is bad but won some award or something yeah it won best picture uh in 2004 um several connected stories about race class family and gender in los angeles and the aftermath mm-hmm. of 9-11 <laughs> nice oh but i was gonna say crouching tiger hidden dragon yeah if you haven't watched it in a while i mean i think like i've noticed like the last two times that i've watched it it like uh you know, you said that one's about like uh, class and gender and stuff like that, and there's there's definitely more going on. But like, Crash and Tiger, Hidden Dragon has like a couple very good 
like very it's about subtle. tiger and dragon yeah yeah it's about that uh <laughs> it's got two very or not two it's got a couple very subtle storylines going on about both of those things that i think are very interesting like the relationship between chow yun fat and michelle yo as like lovers but also like he doesn't want to like at the end how she realizes that he's willing to like uh try to get Zhang Ziyi's character into the the uh, whatever the Wudong group house the men only group because he's like oh she's so good and then like you can kind of see it in her how she she's like yeah but you never did that for me or whatever and then like I really like the relationship between Zhang Ziyi's character and then uh I can't think of her name but the woman who plays the uh Jade Fox uh in like the kind of the class relationship there, which is obviously like a very major part of the movie, but it's, I think it's a pretty good one. Uh, how like she raised, you know, the, the girl to, to learn all this, uh, Wudong stuff, but then the girl was the only one who could read. And then she read and got ahead of her master and stuff like that. And kind of the, the class relationship there. It's very interesting. You know, I need to rewatch this cause I don't, remember the story beats at all really oh okay um <clears throat> I, I should though i should though i rewatched the movie um over over the last i, I watched a few movies last week but i i rewatched moneyball for the first time mm. um in years um and didn't realize it was an aaron sorkin movie going into it and then um Definitely, it definitely revealed itself to be an Aaron Sorkin movie midway through, and I was like, "Okay, you're." I think I even said like, "Okay, you're just doing an Aaron Sorkin thing," and then like, yeah, mm. it turns out written by Aaron Sorkin. Um, but I don't know. It's it's fun. It was that's a yeah. that's a solid I three like star it. movie. I, I like say. that movie. Yeah, it's uh, it's shot really well. Um, it's kind of the least I've seen Philip Seymour Hoffman do in, in a role kind of i mean he's really good in it um but uh you know it's kind of i you you kind of expect maybe that you see philip seymour hoffman he's going to be doing a lot more in your movie but did he do that much uh, and i recall having a similar thought when i watched boogie nights he doesn't do that much in there does he i've not seen not seen it oh okay uh interesting okay yeah, I, I I like Moneyball. I I was uh, after you told me that yesterday, you messaged me that, and you at some point you made the comparison. You're like, well, it's better than if uh, that Joss Whedon guy wrote the movie. I think. Yeah. And I was, and then I was trying to imagine like, like that guy, which I don't really know his movies, but I know what you're talking, or maybe I know the movies, but I know what you're talking about, and I know the the style of dialogue that people refer to when they say that. Uh, uh, but so I was just imagining, yeah, Brad Pitt or just like anyone in the plot of Moneyball talking uh, with that kind of banter. <laughs> <laughs> well, OK, funny. but the, it, it would be fun. Like, and I, to be clear, I do think that Aaron Sorkin, I would put him above Joss Whedon. Like, I think he's better than Joss Whedon. Um, I think that Aaron Sorkin can be really good, actually. I think he needs to be edited more. I think people are a little bit too like enamored with him and i don't know when he's when he's filtered down enough like uh when like i don't know he's working with like david fincher for example like then it works really well but um if it's if he gets too much free reign then it gets a little too much but like there is like banter uh and Mm. stuff like in um in moneyball like he like points at jonah hill do you want me to talk yeah when i point at you talk that's what i mean like that's kind that's kind of like yeah that's kind of bantery. Um, yeah. Which they, you know, that's that kind of stuff, uh, that scene that you're talking about, that reminds me of like the Oceans movies too and like the banter and that. And I got to say like, I like that stuff from what I remember. Yeah. It, it is, it does, that's, it, it's true. I guess it's, 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 I don't mean to be like against the ingredient the way that I'm against yeah. Joss, the Joss Whedon ingredient. Because um, I, I like enjoyed the, the, the the when I point at you talk scene still even now yeah. like I think that that held up. Um, I think that uh, it needs to be you know mixed in um, d- lighter than than sometimes it gets. Yeah, yeah. I don't mean they, to because it 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 can be good. Yeah, 
They. That's interesting. I don't know that I knew that he wrote that movie when I watched it, or really yet until you told me yesterday. But uh, uh, yeah, it does make sense now. Like now, I'm remembering what's the thing where uh, th- there's the whole scene or like little little part of the plot about uh, uh, when they trade that guy to the other team on like uh, when when Brad Pitt, Billy Bean, or whoever trades that guy who he doesn't want on the team anymore, but the GM. Uh, refuses to to bench and so he just trades him like the yeah. day of the game or something like that and he does doesn't he do he he says to philip seymour hoffman's character like he's like yeah where where's my first baseman or whatever and he's like he plays for the other team now that's mm-hmm. a yeah but yeah i guess like i like that there but yeah yeah it's it's it, the, the, that was a good scene yeah it is um goofy it like even though i like it like yeah when you zoom it's like People don't really talk like that, which is fine. Whatever, we're watching movies. Yeah, it's the, the movies part where I here. thought it was too heavy in Moneyball was uh, the, the 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 part that put it over the top for me. Uh, the rest of it was like fine, um, but it was the uh, uh, this the scene where like he's got like three other GMs on the phone and he's like tr- playing them against each other. Like, call me back in the next five minutes, and it's like the super rapid fire. Yeah. Uh, scene like all right i'll give you ricardo for 200k plus a reliever and then he like calls up the other person like i heard that you're selling for ricardo is like not be doing that and then like jonah hill's on the phone too and it's just like uh it, it's 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 kind of like the the aaron sorkin party trick to do like the really quick um yeah hyper competent as zoe put it uh i don't know big brain moves and then it like plays off and they get to sound like a genius yeah yeah the polit- um, politics tv show type stuff yeah yeah i know so i I do think that it um i think you know a lot more about like the actual story than um than i do i've just seen moneyball um so maybe you can help me out here uh but mlb what it's it's uh it's called major league baseball and (laughs) little known fact the oakland a's that's a real team huh Okay. All these people were real, actually. Chris Pratt too. was was yeah. on there. Everyone on played the themselves, and this was a documentary. Cool. Actually, it wasn't a documentary. <laughs> they just got everyone in the entire universe to re- <laughs> replay themselves. Okay. Um, but uh, where's it going with this? Oh, okay. So I, 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 I think it suffered kind of a, like similar sh- shortcomings to maybe like other like prestige um like uh sort of best picture uh targeted uh prestige sports movies like i think about ford versus ferrari too where like the problem is like is this the right main character like is this the is this the protagonist that we should have in this um because i was having a kind of hard time watching moneyball and like if it wasn't for brad pitt playing billy bean would I be, you know, you know, like rooting for Billy Bean at all, or like have ha- just having Brad Pitt like play Billy Bean kind of makes it seem like I can't really tell like what Billy Bean did other than just listen to Joni- Jonah Hill. Um, mm. He just found Jonah Hill like doing doing math, and he was like, "What do I do here?" And then he just did what Jonah Hill said, and then. Yeah. Uh, which is exactly then, what all the like inventor mindset movies are like too right i haven't seen it but obviously his real life story is the same way for steve jobs i'm sure it comes across in the biopic stuff too the, oh yeah uh, another aaron sorkin the facebook joint. one the facebook one which is another one too and this guy really likes to pick them up oh but, uh, well okay i know this is a good point then like okay i mean i don't think i don't think what you're saying is like uh like in the Facebook one, you've got uh, the Zuckerberg guy. He's kind of the, you call him like an anti-hero. That's not really what right. Billy Bean, there's not, I don't think you're saying that you would dislike him. You'd just say like, if it wasn't Brad Pitt and if he, yeah, if it wasn't a movie where he's at the center, then, and you were just thinking about this story, then you probably wouldn't think of him as the center of the story. Yeah. I mean, I think it's, but, it, it's more of a, it's more of like a Captain Ahab thing than like great man of history or like. Billy Bean changed the game thing. Yeah. Um, 
where he like the whole point of his or the, I, I don't know like he's just obsessed over winning the last game of the season uh, last game of the series um to his own detriment but that doesn't really like i don't know but i mean yeah i, I don't think he, it doesn't quite land in anti-hero territory either but like you do get like he is you get the like yeah he's a bad boss he's a really bad boss um but it's not quite like the same that like social network uh yeah i mean the, like i mean that's kind of like but, the point about it that's not his idea but like you you okay i'm not telling you this you obviously know this and i think you're just you're going a different way with this but what's on my mind is like also obviously this is just like a narrative choice too the social network thing forget about the zuckerberg part well i guess sort of forget about it because like if you were if you were reading about facebook who would you think is the center of the story probably mark zuckerberg but who is who's kind of the center of that movie the other guy who nobody ever remembers what his name is but like that's obviously like the that's a narrative choice for the the film the yeah but but whatever. moneyball i would say isn't making that it's not really complicating things in that way like the narrative choice there is still kind of it's still but there's not as much Billy to follow the world but there's not really much to follow with like jonah hill's character too right like i like, agree like if you're like writing- it would be a bad call it would be a it would be a narratively i think it would be a less interesting story to make it about yeah the you yeah. know the princeton like the, graduate or yeah the in the book whatever. they talk about him like that yeah because it's just not as yeah it does like yeah it's a smart guy doing smart thing and then dealing with uh uh athletes or whatever yeah i I don't know yeah how about so um it like came up super quick in the movie but like even like peter bird berg berg i don't know whatever um the jonah hill character he he was operating on a theory from is it like billy james or like somebody somebody like a journalist wrote a book before any of the moneyball action started and um it and was just like a journalist who published a book um and would is that guy's story <laughs> interesting at all i guess i'm sure it occurred to them to look into it and this was yeah. just the most like you do you do get drama from that's the that um season um of yeah. the oakland days and stuff and so like that like i can see why you would choose that have um, you re- have you read moneyball no Oh, okay. This is one of the Michael Lewis books that I haven't actually read. I mean, I've read parts of it, uh, but like, haven't read the whole thing. Uh, I would suspect, since this is how like literally all of his other books work too, that I'm sure that Moneyball the movie is so. Basically, what he, what Michael Lewis does in his other books is he covers like these events, like in The Big Short or Flash Boys or What's the football one? I can't think of. Whatever. All, all, all the books covers them from you know different perspectives, which sounds stupid, like it's obvious, but like you know the books literally broken up into chunks of like you follow this person, you follow this other person, you follow this other person. That's obviously not how like Moneyball the movie works. So I imagine that Billy Bean's part of the book is probably a significant part, but you know uh, the. Sabermetrics guy gets his own part. The you know whoever other people get their own part too, and it all kind of comes together that way. But that doesn't translate probably very well to a to a movie. So I'm I'm yeah. sure it's there. Like I'm sure the the option so to speak was like like there, but I don't know. Mm-hmm. Maybe it was all about so maybe, just getting Brad Pitt at the middle. Right. Brad Pitt and well, a, I mean, so and so uh, so I guess I I should revise my criticism here. Maybe is is not about like they should have chosen a different protagonist. But maybe uh, my criticism is is just like maybe the protagonist isn't as uh, compelling of a character as it could otherwise be. Although, again, still too, and this is kind of just like a war of attrition or something on on winding up like okay, mate, Mighty Ball's great, but um, I'm really glad that there wasn't the uh, like you could make Money Ball if, if a different way where it's like I don't know. Um, a lot harder problems people are facing like um i mean uh like nobody's going through like 
severe addiction or like you see the the really yeah. hardships of like the players that get cut or you know like um really um hard home life type of things like uh it, you didn't need to get into any of that um to have a compelling story and so that like i will i i applaud the restraint on that front yeah um, i think the restraint makes a lot of a lot of these things in a certain way and that doesn't that doesn't come across in like some of the other movies based on the Michael Lewis books, nor does it always come across in like the books that he's written. Like in, like in the big short, I, well, I I don't know what I'm saying about this though, because I guess you're not really restraining yourselves. uh, He's not really restraining himself to anything other than nonfiction for the most part. I'm sure people disagree on certain stuff, but yeah. Uh, But I don't know. I feel like that's what makes it, interesting and in, in that yeah you don't have to layer on a bunch of other stuff the addiction or, or whatever i don't really like the what's the guy's name chris pratt i i remember not really being a big fan of him like being in the movie that was the only thing i was like okay yeah i feel like that was me that was like kind of like the uh almost like a, maybe like a studio concession or something like oh let's make like um you know like a we have to have some sort of relationship with a player like there has to be some sort of yeah. on the field person that has a you know, yeah. interesting story. Um, yeah. But not really a big I, part of it. And it wasn't I, I, like, yeah. I have to prove to my daughter that I'm a real person or something. Yeah. I I like, I don't know. I, I guess I like these kinds of uh, stories. And it's because it's, it's not really that they're like some kind of s- slow burn stories. That's, that's not it. Uh, But I like the, I guess personally like the, focus that can be put into something that you know with blinders on can feel momentous but obviously in the uh in the perspective of the entire world the the universe whatever uh some broader perspective they're really not that important right like it's it's a it makes for a very interesting book i think a very like compelling movie but the movie isn't compelling because you leave it and you think about like, Oh wow. Isn't it amazing how, you know, all these guys escaped from the, the world war two prison camp the or evil whatever. Wizard, yeah. Well, or, or well, that. I was yeah. talking about what's that? I think the, the great escape. Yeah. The you sure, sure. Sure. Something else to the evil. It's yeah. It's not, it's, it's not that it's some grand thing, but I, it really yeah. does like pull you in. And I, I don't know. That's what I, I don't. I like Brad Pitt kind of being at the center because he's like a charismatic actor. But it's kind yeah. of cool that like, yeah, his character really isn't like the. It's not really like the center of the story. Uh, I think he seems like a pretty good pick for the person to move the story along and be at, be at the like, narrative center, but not like the center of of meaning of it. And and like you said, that they don't really layer a bunch of other stuff on top of it to make it seem more meaningful than it is like i like that about the other michael lewis book that comes to mind i think it's different with the big short because that was like a a globally important and like clearly like on a like stakes a first, were higher for, on that one on like a first order impact type sense like i think you could probably read like a lot of his other books or i don't know like any book in general that has that gets outside of someone's mind and you think like this definitely can have an impact on the world and the universe that we live in or whatever. But like, I like, uh, to be a little bit more, uh, I don't know, concrete about this. I like flash boys, which I don't think that you've, uh, you've read. I like flash no, I boys because is. it's, it's focused on, it's still focused on finance, right? Like broadly speaking. And it's, it's like a big focus of it is on like the, uh, like high frequency trading. And just like how trading works today in general and uh, a lot of the characters in the books, they're something more than grievances uh, uh, about it. Uh, And it's, yeah, like when you're reading it, it's like one of those things like when you're in the in the moment, it seems like the most important thing in the world. And you wonder, like, why are why aren't other people, uh, I don't know, focused on this? Like, I, I can't I can't even get this out of my mind when I'm reading it or whatever and then you you know i don't know once you take some time and you zoom out realize like yeah i mean it was a it's a it's a great read 
uh, at least to me. I thought it was like a great read. It really, it's really compelling in that way. But once you kind of zoom out, you realize like, yeah, this this doesn't, uh, at least now so far, it hasn't had like that material uh, like first order effect on the world around us the way that like, you know, with the with the big short, it's like something that we all saw in the news. With Flash Boys, it's, it's not. With Moneyball, it's something that probably a good percentage of people saw in the news, but the majority of people didn't. But, you know, in those latter two cases, like, it could still really draw you into the, into the moment and make it feel really important and, and important on its own terms, I guess. That's what I would leave it with. It's, it's like yeah. uh, important and compelling on its own terms, and it doesn't require anything beyond that. Right. Yeah. I, 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 I totally agree. I think, like, appropriately rating the stakes, setting them, like, the range here, and then, like, making a compelling story between those um, in, in that range is the, is, is yeah. the sign of a good good story that you don't need to bring in the end of the world to uh, inflate the, yeah. the impact of it. Yeah. We all know that, well, I don't know if you... I'm sure you can guess, but I'll know that that doesn't always uh, pay off uh, and make you even even care at all. Did you see Eternals? I can't remember. No, I did not. I'm not. Oh yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, that was that was in my mind while I was saying that too. I held off on saying the end of the world part, but like, yeah, man, they had the end of the world, end of the universe in that one, and it's still like, dang, I don't care at all. <laughs> I mean, I think there's audience fatigue over that. Yeah. Too though is the thing. Like, it, it's, it's, it's. There's got to be some sort of effect. Like, could you even make, could you make a movie that's compelling about the end of the world? Probably. You probably could, but it would be harder, I think, because those stakes are um, used in every movie now. Although I don't know. I. Yeah. B- people said that don't look up movie is good. We've avoided. We sidestep the discourse a lot on that. Yeah. Um, one say, might even say it's none of our business. Yeah. We uh, decided to don't look up the the plot or anything <laughs> about the movie Don't Look Up. Yeah. Yeah. But I, I, I am interested in watching it. Um, oh, okay. Uh, nice. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, yeah, people get fatigued by stuff. Like uh, other, I don't know, like one of my favorite movies is In the Mood for Love. And that obviously has like, that's a movie that has, you know, even in in the the universe of the the movie, or most importantly, like in the universe of the movie, like it really doesn't have any significance. Like the 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 main uh, conflict, if you will, doesn't have any significance to pretty much anyone in the movie, aside from the two people that are the main characters, like Tony Long and cool. Chung's characters. But it's still like one of the most. Uh, uh, I don't. This isn't the right word, but emotional movies. I think I've I've seen uh, like meaningful and impactful. Whatever. I don't know. That's not a good. That's not mm. a good uh, description of it. But yeah, more you than know, anything I, with an end of the world uh, plot or whatever, or or yeah. you know, people dying or something like that or whatever. Yeah. I saw I I, I saw your some of your activity activity on Letterboxd. I saw you added. A son to your watch list. A son? Um, yeah, I have a lot. I have a lot that I I I click through. Uh, what what is what's a s o n? Um, a space s u n. A son. Um. Oh. It's. Oh okay. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but it's it's you know, uh, it's got multiple meanings. Um, but it's a uh, yeah, that's good. It's a good family drama kind of thing oh it's okay not, nice you've seen this I would, before i have seen that Man, oh okay that was good it's like nice yeah yeah i, I had the dark knight <laughs> i i have it or i do yeah you, you added a, you added a dark knight to your watch a, list too. oh i thought you said the dark knight okay let me look at this one. or you know yeah the dark knight <laughs> <laughs> wait what oh so the the batman you're one. watching joker movie yeah oh yeah you're trying to watch the joker movies yeah, I'll, I'll, everything that I have on uh, on uh, Blu-ray, I, I I put onto the watch list because uh, I promise. She- Shelly's like Shelly's always challenging me now. Like, you better watch these movies again. Why would you buy these? Uh, but I've I've had like the the Dark Knight uh, 
I don't think I have the Dark Knight. I have the Dark Knight Rises, but I've had that. I bought that in uh, in high school when I first bought a Blu-ray player. Nice. So I put it nice. on the list too, because uh, I'm like Shelly, I'm I'm gonna watch them again. Look, it's on my. That it's on has my, to be like my the world's best-selling list. Blu-ray. The Dark Knight or the Dark Knight Rises. Yeah. Oh. Dark Knight. Yeah. Well, I don't have the Dark Knight, but yeah, I have the Dark Knight Rises. Oh, well, it's on your list. Oh well. <laughs> I guess I'm gonna watch the last one in the series. I should probably watch the first two, even though I've, mm-hmm. I for a long time had never done that. I, I the first Batman movie I saw was the, uh, the last one or whatever. Oh. Okay, uh, Dark Knight Rises is number eleven on the all-time best-selling Blu-ray titles. Oh, um, you want? Can I guess the number one? Yeah, you can guess. Uh, uh Adam it's Sandler's Tommy Boy. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's obvious. In Tommy Boy. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, is he not? Oh yeah, yeah. You're right. Sorry. What's the Adam? <laughs> what's the Adam Sandler one with uh, Chris Farley? It's probably. I guess it's not because you said it's obvious, and I think that's maybe not an obvious answer. But to me, it seems obvious that Water like. Boy. <laughs> no, to me it seems obvious that like well, sort of that like, uh, you could sell a DVD. Or at least in the in the like mid two thousands, you could probably sell a, a DVD of Adam Sandler to every single guy for every single gift giving holiday. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> like my yeah. brother, my one of my my the oldest of my younger brothers, he would get like he he he's not like an artsy person. Uh, like he he he's an out outdoor. He was very much an outdoor kid. So like watching movies. You know, it's not his thing. Not that you need to be an artsy person, whatever. But watching movies was not his thing. But he would ask for Adam Sandler, like Chris nice. Farley DVDs and stuff like that. So that's what came to mind for me because that's yeah, that's half of the population there. Every if everybody gets uh <laughs> if everybody gets Tommy Boy for Christmas, then that's that's 150 million Americans. <laughs> um. Yeah, it's it's it, it's but you're 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 missing out on the the biggest audience, the biggest uh, audience. Oh, so uh, g- girls. <laughs> I mean, girls are part of this audience. Is it bigger audience than girls and or guys, or is it smaller yes. than girls or guys? It's bigger than it's, girls and guys. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but that cover that covers almost everyone. It's bigger than girls and guys. It's kids. Oh, kids! That's not. Is that no? That's not bigger than girls. It's and guys, girls right, and guys. It's girls and guys, but it's not all girls and guys. Okay. No, I guess. Anyway, not. but kind of. <laughs> well, yeah, that's true. Kids it aren't is. Actually it buying is. Buying it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. What? It, uh. It's an animated movie. Yeah. Oh, it is. Okay. Toy Story. And it's so Blu-ray. We're in the Blu-ray realm. We're not talking Blu-ray. about DVD. We're talking about Blu-ray. And so. For- Probably. Frozen, yeah, it's Frozen. Man, that's that's kind of surprising. That's the best-selling Blu-ray of all time, according to thenumbers.com. <laughs> how does it say how many? What's the number of total sales? units? Uh, seven point seven million. Oh, that's not a lot. Yeah, I mean I that's not. not like I guess I mean, it, it is, is a lot. That's that's the most, but uh, it's not as many as I would have guessed. Well, do they have like DVD numbers? I feel like Blu-rays just never really caught on as much. So because of near good question when people stop doing a lot of physical media i feel like dvds would have higher sales for something what oh wait no this is this is in uh in 2021 um top selling dvd in 2021 was wonder woman 1984 i'm like there's that's the best selling dvd (laughs) yeah wow nice um well this isn't gonna surprise you it's another kids movie uh animated yep Crap, that didn't narrow it down at all. <laughs> uh, top selling kids DVD in the world of all time. That would yes. probably in the U.S. Ha- in the U.S. have to be is stars. Uh, does a star a, an animal? A, yes, a, a man or a woman? Okay, stars an animal. Finding Nemo. Yep. Are you for real? Yep. Oh, and Dark yeah, Knight is nice. number four. Ooh, nice. What's like two and three then? Cars and Spider-Man. Which Spider-Man? There's a lot, right? Spider-Man 
Spider-Man one just, uh, just released Spider-Man. in November 2002, the first Tobey okay. Maguire one. I don't know what that is, I, but okay, I approve of this. Okay, nice. You don't know the 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 the, the Kirsten Dunst but Spider-Man. I, I, I mean, I think I I know I know Tobey Maguire who he is, and I can imagine him in some picture wearing Spider-Man thing. I haven't seen it, so I don't know. I wouldn't recognize the cover, is what I mean. Like if I was in a DVD rental place, I wouldn't recognize that. Man, the top, uh, I don't know how many this is, 50 or so. But like this is basically like the coolest. This is like uh, like the bookshelf at like your 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 coolest friend's house. Friend, yeah, yeah. Um, But some of these later entries, like The Dark Knight, too late for some of that stuff. But like, yeah, you get Transformers and Pirates of the Caribbean, Lord of the Rings, um, the Star early the 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 first three Star Wars, Star Warses, um, all of the Pixar stuff. So, like Monsters Inc. and Wall-E, um, a lot of the Harry Potter ones. Yeah, you get oh, Passion of the Christ cracked the top. Wow, top five. <laughs> yeah, no, but it's in the top. People wanted 50. to go out and buy it. People wanted to go out and support the cause. <laughs> my my parents bought that of, of crucifixion. <laughs> we love <laughs> keep it up. I don't know why, yeah. but yeah, my I mean, my parents bought that. Like they did not buy DVDs, and they bought it and. Oh, I think it's because they wanted we to watch mobilize the Catholics. We home. activated Catholics. They did, yeah. yeah, they did. They wanted us to watch it. I think I, I've told you this before that they you bought s- it. You've seen it? My, I've seen it only once with my parents, and they made us close our eyes. <laughs> they made us close our eyes. <laughs> Actually, they didn't point. make they didn't make me close my eyes, but they made my they made uh, Matthew and Anna, I think, close Matthew, their eyes. Matthew, Anna, close your eyes. Ben, Andy, keep your eyes open. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> when I don't even remember, I, it was it wasn't like when he was being crucified or something. I think it was when they were whipping him, uh, and they were like, "It's it's too bloody" or something. And they're like, "I don't really. I, I guess I'm I'm probably is there making a story in my mind." What I'm I'm <laughs> there I'm, is a story. I'm familiar with the story. To be clear, I'm familiar with, yeah. like the the <laughs> you're familiar the, with the, the passion. Yeah, yeah, I know about the passion. But in the movie, I get the I got the the. The impression that it's mostly just like a kind of a we're torturing the guy. Is uh, it? I don't think so, but I don't that? remember. I feel like it was definitely more than that. But notably, if you know the mo- if you know the the story, there's it's not oh, a lot okay. Of it says happy directed by Mel Gibson, screenplay by Mel Gibson, based on uh, based the on New on Testament, book, <laughs> based on a book by Mel Gibson. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It really, on Wikipedia, it says based on the New Testament. Yeah, it says based on the Passion in the New Testament of the Bible. Oh, okay. The, okay, interesting. Based on a book by Matthew, Mark, Luke, and <laughs> Matthew, <John>. comma, Mark, yeah. <laughs> screenplay uh, of the year. Go, actually, that doesn't, doesn't count as a screenplay if it's a source material, Best adaptation. Right? And you adi- get, like, do, you get, do they give an Academy Award for like the source material that's not a screenplay? Is that a thing? Probably not, right? Wait, what? Do they have a, an do they have a an Oscar or Academy Award? I think those are the same thing. Uh, do they have an award for source material for a movie? <laughs> <laughs> so not the not the adapt not the adapted screenplay. Yeah, not the screen because that wouldn't be a the Bible wouldn't be a screenplay or just another book. It's not a screenplay, right? It has they, to be. They, I don't think they give the Academy Award out. To, like you fucked up the adaptation, but the Bible is a great book, so we're gonna give you <laughs> I, this I'm Academy just, Award. Anyway. Well, I'm just one. I'm just wondering. Not even the. Not even for the Passion of the Christ. Not for the the Bible. Just a book in general. I'm. So I thought it was a joke at first, but it is kind of. I'm somewhat serious about it. Like, do they? Is that a thing? Like, yeah, you got like, oh, this was a good. This was a good. Uh, gist. <laughs> yeah, you, you had a good. Uh, you had a good idea here. Great mess- concept. Good. Co- yeah, basically concept. <laughs> I don't think there's a best concept. <laughs> okay, because what if you wrote like uh, I don't know, like uh, here I I'll give a, I'll give a good concept for a movie I saw recently. It's a controversial one. I'd give uh, I'd probably give a good good concept to uh the source material for 
Rashomon, but I would not give a good screenplay award to Akira Kurosawa. Hmm. Because I, I, I think it's like, my, my man, uh, Mr. Kurosawa, let me, let me tell you I consider you this. it perhaps the finest film ever to investigate the philosophy of justice myself. Yeah. I mean, people like it. People... Yeah, I'm not a. I was, I was a. Uh, I was really ready to like it, and it. I was, I was like, I don't, I don't like this that much. Yeah, but I was like, good, good gist. Let me give you the Academy Award for good. <laughs> <laughs> the we get it award. <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> to rock in sixty get, years in a row. <laughs> <laughs> I get what you're going for, my man, but like, uh, you got to work on the movie part. <laughs> the uh huh award. Yeah. Um. All right, we should wrap up the yeah. show. Uh, see you over on patreon.com slash Dr. Skeleton.